Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh, Halloween edition. All month long, we'll be bringing you super thrilling, super scary, spine-chilling new episodes each week. From reseller horror stories to the tricks and treats of being a Poshmark seller. It may be spooky season, but we'll share our best tips so that your October sales total doesn't haunt you. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our long-awaited Sisters Who Posh Halloween series. Yes, so we're kicking off the series strong with our haunting of undead items. Yes, back by popular demand. This episode is just a recap of... The items in our closet that we just can't get rid of, they're haunting us, the undead items, stuff that's just been maybe some sourcing mistakes and now we're stuck with them. And then we also have some exciting updates. Exciting? We have some updates. We have some (laughs) updates about some of the undead items from last year. Are they still haunting us? Are they gone? What's going on? Yes, so much to discuss. But before we get into all of that, how is it going this week? What's going on? It's going good. I've been like a busy bee with the live sales, um, oh the gosh. live shows. Um, I realized we were writing the outline for the episode. I went live three times since we last talked. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so I had two Poshmark shows. And I had a whatnot show on Friday. So yeah, busy, busy. We're, I'm getting the hang of it as far as like kind of learning what works better on whatnot versus Poshmark. And also like, for so okay, for my whatnot show that was on Friday, I was kind of like down to the wire with the sourcing because I was having a hard time sourcing enough stuff for all these live shows that I wanted to do. Yeah. So like I was down to the wire. So I like had to weigh all the items and then I like created all the listings in whatnot, but I didn't have time to like upload the pictures Mm, to whatnot. Like I took them all, but it was just like, I just don't have enough time to go add these all. So that was a learning lesson because I think it is beneficial to have like a visual aid for your items, especially, you know, we don't have like a million people following us or tuning into these live shows. The people that are there, it's like helpful because we're, I, I feel like I'm relying on people like requesting to see items and it's really hard to like get people to request to see items if there's like not a just a description. Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know like when I jump into shows, I'll look in their store to see like what's going on and like it just yeah. is like more open if the pictures aren't there. Like I've seen other people do that too. You're not like the only one or anything. But it is kind of like, oh, it's not as like eye catching if there's not like, oh, there's like exactly what it is in picture. Right. Format. You have to, I have to read each of one of these. Exactly. <laughs> and the descriptions are pretty short in whatnot. So it's like, there's not a yeah. whole lot of info there. Yeah. I feel like my other whatnot shows, I felt like really good about how they went. I feel like I sold like a majority of items. And this one without the pictures, like it was a Friday night, maybe. And I also, you know, could have probably done a better job promoting it, but it was just like, 
I feel like it just didn't hit quite the same. I feel like I really rely on like the marketing of the items. Like a lot of them I took modeling photos for before and like showed how it fit. And I was able to like talk about that then in the live show of like, I normally wear this size and. Right. Um, you can see it on me here. Yeah. And it's like, I'm really relying on that side of the marketing plan rather than like having like a huge audience already that's like able to come to the shows. Plus just, you know, just getting, I'm still just getting started with all this live selling. Well, it's good to learn things like that where it's like, okay, this is worth it to do beforehand in your, this isn't. And we are playing with different times of day true, and days of the week of like, I don't know. It seems like any day and time of the week right now, people have been successful. So it's like, we're trying to figure out like, where do we fit into that and what works for us too? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely going to have another whatnot show on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. That's something I want to focus on is like, you know, we're recording this on Sunday right now. And that gives me a few days to have everything like prepped and like preloaded. So I want to do a much better job with that this week. Cause that is something I learned. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Other than that, I was like also just having a busy social life this week, which is like very unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> um, another reseller in Phoenix, currently Lily. I've met her at the posh happy hour before. And then we saw her again at posh fest the other week. And she had messaged me, letting me know that another reseller, basic posh babe, Regina, if you follow her, was going to be in town this week and they were wanting to like plan a little reseller happy hour for Wednesday. So of course I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would love to make friends. And the other yeah. like reseller happy hours that we have been to like are always so fun. So I was all in. So we got together on Wednesday night. It was just like the, the small like, group of us, but we ended up like happy hour just like we went to like two other places after it turned into like a whole night event it was so much fun they're both just like so sweet and we just had such a good time I don't know I feel like it's like nice when you meet up with people that like also do reselling we've talked about before like it's just good having like a baseline of like things that you already have in common and you can talk about and it was it was a lot of fun yeah yeah and then we ended up also hanging out like one of the other nights this week too so just been like a busy social calendar for me with all the <laughs> live shows and then like fitting in all these happy hours, but it's been like really fun. I feeling like very rejuvenated on reselling after, you know, putting in the work for the live shows. Plus I've had like some regular like posh sales rolling in throughout the week it was definitely a really fun time. Awesome. Love that. What is new with you this week? So last Sunday, after we recorded, I had my first whatnot sale and I think it went really well. I was like, okay, I was kind of serious about my three goals for it last week of like (laughs) selling anything, having one request and like staying on the line for more than five (laughs) minutes and not getting frustrated and just like leaving or something. Kind of real, but it ended up going really well. Like it was a lot like once you hit play or like enter or whatever, it was a lot less scary than I had anticipated, which made me feel really good. I like right after the sale, I was like so excited and like packaging up some of the orders like immediately, but I ended up selling 30 out of 35 things. Yeah. Um, so it went really, really well. Thank you. If you're listening and you happen to be there, 
thanks. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect with the first one. I feel like, like you were saying, it's hard to like draw a crowd on whatnot and like tried my best like promoting it and stuff, but just you really don't know until it's time of like, is anyone going to be in here or not? But it ended up working out really well. That was really fun. I'm excited. I have my next one this Thursday night. I'm going to try to do one on a weeknight, see how that goes this week so if you're listening to this for thursday check it out make sure you bookmark it otherwise this weekend i took the weekend off of reselling which was kind of a nice like change of pace especially after last weekend was like so much prep for the whatnot show of like assembling this rack and like assembling the ring light and like all of the things for the first time it kind of just like took over the weekend for me last weekend Um, so it was nice not deciding to just like not do any of that this weekend and enjoy some some other things i was reading again i bought a new plant two new plants we, we went mini golfing today at this like indoor place in Plano it was really cool it like there's these different rooms and then each room has like signature cocktails with it so like we went into the, like the library it's like oh. decorated like so cool where it was really it was really neat highly recommend it, and it was called puttery oh. is, I don't know I was like loving the name <laughs> But yeah, it turns out I'm like pretty good at mini golf. On the last hole, I got a hole in one. Maddie! Yeah. Well, that sounds like so much fun. And also like coming off the interview with a part-timer episode of last week, important to have the work-life balance. And you did crush it in your first whatnot sale last Sunday. Also, Thanks. it is worth noting too, because like between both of us, there's been a lot of live selling going on. And you also attend all of my shows and like moderate. <laughs> so you were kind of busy last week too with all that. <laughs> Every day I'm like, do you have a live show today? What What is it on? What is it in my time zone? Like what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> do you have an assistant or? <laughs> is it me? I'm like, yeah. it's you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we talk about the shipping for the live shows though? Like if the live show goes well, which is awesome, but like the shipping it took, took me two hours. Ever. Yeah. I ended up buying a larger size poly mailer this week. It's 24 by 24 inches. And I'm it's so smooth. excited to smooth. have another sale to use it because it's humongous. <laughs> like it's nice with the live sh- the live selling because when you're gonna when you're gonna ship, it's like everything's already pulled that's like sold. So that's True. really nice. Yeah. You don't have to like go into your inventory find and like it. try to find yeah. things and like you know. Anything that was featured in your lives, your live show, it's like probably doesn't have like any flaws or you know what I mean. Like you, already you've already done a lot of that. All. Yeah, yeah. So, but it still just is like printing out all the labels and like packing up. Like it's like almost like a week's worth of our regular sales all at once. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into our next segment, which is our like listener inbox mailbag section because we did have someone write into us this week saying, hi girls, I love your podcast and look forward to it every week. Can you please let us know when your next, next pause shows will be? I would love to join in. And I want to talk about that because I feel like we do need to do a better job of letting 
our listeners know when our live sales are going to be. And if anyone has suggestions of like, what would be the best place to put that like on our Instagram story or like, should we like write when our live shows are going to be like in our Instagram bio or like what would work? Mm. Yeah, we could do like a slide at the beginning of the week to the grid. I mean, that says like Taylor this time this place you know yeah <laughs> just because like the stories I feel like sometimes you miss those exactly yeah let us know what you think yeah you yeah we could like pin a feed post or something or just, I like, like the in bio, thing bio. Too. yeah yeah we'll play around with it and see what what like we like but we'll try this week we'll put our show times and info on our Instagram somewhere that's like uh in our actual feed or on our bio where where it can live and hopefully that way you guys can come join us during the shows a lot of people have said that the the live shows that we both have had are like kind of like bonus sister suposh episodes because we're both there and yeah <laughs> we're getting to like actually chat with everyone which is really fun yeah definitely it's so fun and like reassuring when someone in the comments is like oh I listened to your podcast it's like okay I have like a friend in the audience yeah like, someone we can <laughs> someone, someone on my we side. know we can trust yeah <laughs> definitely. definitely all right should we get into it yes it's time for the undead items so again these are items that are haunting us we we sourced them at some point and we just have some regrets of like, for different reasons. We tried to pick a variety of reasons why we might regret the item and it's why it might be still hanging around, all of that good stuff. So we each selected two and then we're gonna give an update on our undead items that we talked about last year. Spooky stuff, everyone. Don't get too scared when you hear about these items. <laughs> yes. All right, I'll start us off. So when I was just perusing my closet, there's just one item that gets relisted every 60 days. And every time I see it, I just am shuddering to my core because it is so spooky. It is this Charlotte Russe cowl neck sweater. And the reason why I think it is not selling, although I did source it, Going on almost two years ago, I bought it from the bins in February of 2021. Still hasn't sold. Been relisted multiple times. And the reason I think it doesn't sell is because it is ugly. So <laughs> hard to get around that problem. <laughs> Even when you model it, kind of makes it look worse. You're like, yep, that <laughs> looks like what I thought it looked like on. It is just out of style. It's vintage, not in a good way. It's not coming back around. It's like kind of a thin, but it's a, it's a thin sweater, but it's meant to look chunky and it's undead. And I, I don't see it selling anytime soon, to be honest. I've had it marked for like $10 in my closet. I'm sending out like 60% offers on it. I'm just trying to like offload it. It's just something I regret every day. I mean, maybe now that... The weather's changing. At least it has a chance in the, the fall slash winter. In the summer, no chance. <laughs> yeah. So I got to try to get it moving in the next few months before like even like February when the spring clothes start coming out again. Yeah. The time is now. There's a sense of urgency. We don't want to hear about this cowl neck sweater next year. No. no also, no. Charlotte Russe. 
not exactly like a high value brand. I know like some like vintage styles of Charlotte Russe, like from like the early 2000s, like do pretty well on like Depop and stuff. But unfortunately, this sweater is just, it's missing the mark. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. I tend to agree. The style is just not hitting. What size is it? It kind of looks little too. Mm. It's just kind of, it's like the definition of frumpy. Honestly, I need to just delete it from my closet because it's bringing the value of my closet down. Yeah, it's like, what do you put it next to? Yeah, it's like <laughs> making the items around it look worse. <laughs> Yeah, it is a size large, but it what? Is... <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a thin, a lightweight chunky knit. <laughs> lightweight chunky knit. <laughs> Ribbed cowl neck. You don't know what color it is. Gray tan oatmeal. The cowl neck is not sitting the best. I'm just roasting myself. Like the modeling pics, I'm giving every pose I can give and it's just not working. <laughs> like those poses with any other shirt are like yeah. really helping the value and they're just like, sorry, can't even help yeah. with this one. Yeah. And I also wanted to include this item because I did, I didn't pay a lot for it. Like I got it from the bins and as I mentioned is a lightweight chunky knit. So it didn't weigh very much. So I probably just paid like, you know, under a dollar for it. And still, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. At the bins, it's really easy to make questionable decisions because it's so cheap that you're like, oh, like it's, it's kind of see the vision. Oh, yeah. people are selling Charlotte Russe on Depop. Like, I'll pick this up. No, just just put it back. Yeah, it's been two years almost. Just put it back, Tay. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. What's yours? Okay, my first undead item of 2022 is their pair of vintage jeans. The brand is Essential Sport and they are a high-rise mom jean. Sounds great, right? Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I bought these in June. Yeah. I bought these in June 2021 and I did not get these at the bins, apparently. I paid $10.40 for these. And yeah... They are undead to me. I see them go by. In, in, also, like when something sells and I see them like in my inventory, I'm just like, what was I doing? Vintage mom jeans, like totally a thing. Like people are definitely wanting those. But I don't know this brand. Like Not many think... people, not much buzz around essential sport. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> think people are like typing that in. So then Not I'm... a household name. Yeah. So I'm going against basically any vintage mom gene at this point of like trying to get the business, you know? Mm -hmm. And because I spent $10 on these for some reason, it's hard to, I can't mark them super low, you know? Yeah. So I thought these were like a slam dunk at the side at the time. They have like these cute little zippers on the ankles, like objectively a cute pair of jeans, but just like hard to find the market for them with traditional selling maybe I should include them in a live show to like highlight them I feel like no one is like finding these because like they're just like if you type in like vintage mom jeans like yeah eventually they'll come up but like (laughs) there's so many other ones that would come up actually you should put them in a live show because I put a 
The pair of the brand was called Chic High Rise okay. Vintage Mom Jeans in my last live show, and they sold. And they are cute. They just are like not searchable. Yeah. The main regret on these is definitely the price. Like if I would have found these at the bins, I probably would have picked them up. And like, I'm not saying they would have sold, but I would feel better about it having an item in my closet for this long that only cost me $1 rather than $10. But this one is undead to me. I cringe when it goes by when I'm sharing my closet. And I'm glad I have an action step to try to sell them in a live show. I'll definitely do that. What is your second undead item? This one haunts me too. So it is, it, it's another one from the bins. So my big takeaway here is be careful at the bins, honestly. <laughs> if there's one moral of the story, be careful at the bins. Because that is written on the gravestone of these undead items. <laughs> and tonight, uh, my next one I wanted to bring up is... Tonight. Tonight, the next one I wanted to bring up is the H&M white jean skirt. Distressed style. Oh, no. Mini I skirt. don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it's like the trifecta, okay? Well, it's only two things, but okay. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we've I've been burned many times, and I think you have too, by buying white jeans because I feel like they just never sell as high as you think they're going to, even if they're a good brand. It's kind of like, I don't know, like white jeans kind of have a very short shelf life during the year when people are interested in buying white jeans. Then you know how we feel about jean skirts. They're like my worst performing category, but I always buy them on accident, and then they just never sell. That one year we went crazy at the... Plato's 90% off sale buying all the free <laughs> jean skirts and like none of them sold. We got them all for like a dollar. <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, this is like white jean and a jean skirt. Yeah. Like if you were in the market for a white jean skirt, like it's honestly like cute if that's what you're looking for. But like, oh, it's a size four from H&M, but I don't know if anyone remembers this, but um, they change the sizes. Yeah, their sizing right? used to be crazy, and four is like a like triple zero back in the day when this skirt was made. So mm. it's tiny. Yeah, that's tough. I'm, it's tough. It's a tough sell. The odds are stacked against it, and it is undead. Any thoughts on how to get rid of it? I've tried bringing it to the um, consignment <laughs> shops. Um, I might just continue trying that. Try to just yeah. Like, Maybe I'll try it in a live show, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to do that to the, anyone who's, you know, doing me the honor of coming to my live show. <laughs> I, Perfect for fall. <laughs> White jean skirt. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next one? Okay. My next one is this Navy hoodie. It's the brand Sweaty Betty, which is like a workout brand athleisure stuff like honestly I stand by the item completely there's just like other elements at play that make it undead to me so this was a situation that I think I actually went to Plato's on like a weeknight like I was talking about last week and I had a limited amount of time because the store was closing and I only ended up getting this item and it was marked at ten dollars and when I went to the checkout, they were like, oh, you have a $5 off. Do you want to use it? And I was like, oh, sure. 
so I only paid $5 for this pretty good item. You'd think like, what's the problem? But like that cost me 200 points to use that $5 off. And it takes 400 points to get to the 20% off. So it's like, I kind of (laughs) wasted like 200 points. You got a good deal on the sweaty Betty, but now you're you're paying for it. You're hurting. Now it's like starting over to try to get to the 20% off to get like a haul. So yeah, don't really feel great about that. I bought this. I didn't write it down, but I bought it in 2021. So yeah, I've had the item for about a year. So like not great on that front. I think the size on this one is a little smaller, which isn't helping it sell. This is something I definitely would include in a live show, I think it's a great item. I don't think Sweaty Betty has as big of a following as I anticipated when I bought the item. So that could be hurting its chances of being found as well. But yeah, the main thing on this was like wasting the Play-Doh's five-star points on the $5 off when I should have saved it. That was not my best play. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. All right, so we also wanted to give an update on our undead items from last year. We listened to that episode when we were driving to Posh Fest, which was pretty hilarious. If you haven't heard it before or you're just a little bored, definitely check it out. It's pretty funny. But we wanted to give an update, like, where are these items now? Are they sold? Are they still in our closets? What have we tried to sell or have we tried to get rid of them and all of that stuff so I can go first I was very pleased some of the items that I talked about last year have sold like organically what a relief oh I was so stressed they were all gonna be here still and that'd just be we could just re-upload the same episode yeah (laughs) no updates (laughs) but one of the items that I talked about last year that I still have is this purple North Face that just will not sell for the life of me. I even included it in my whatnot show this past week for like a steal of a deal. Just like maybe a different crowd would be interested. Nope. They saw right through that. They were like, this item is way worse than your other items. So that did not work. I believe I've taken it to Buffalo Exchange before. But maybe that would be worth a try again. Otherwise, especially for this time of year, I feel like it'd be worth to try to bring it in because maybe you have brought in before, but it's like summer. Like maybe they're not. Right. That's a good point, too. But for sure, we talked about Play-Dohs would be a great option for this. I see a lot of stuff that looks exactly like this at Play-Dohs. Even like one of the Play-Dohs highlighting some of their like new outerwear that came in and I saw stuff like this and I was like oh come on (laughs) (laughs) is that where you got it from last no no I got it in Chicago okay it moved here with me (laughs) just had it for way too long but yeah I'm definitely planning to get it to one of these buy sell trades ASAP while the the season makes sense so it'll hopefully be undead. And we should give updates when we do these things. It's kind of like a silver lining to the undead items, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everyone makes sourcing mistakes. So it comes with, it's part of being a reseller. 
True. We all have these. We should have said that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you made it this far, it happens. It's part of the biz. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any updates on your oh, items yeah. for last year? I have year? updates. I have updates. <laughs> so I have one lingerer that I know of. <laughs> I think in last year's episode, I talked about one of my first sourcing hauls of all of like ever. Like the mm-hmm. first time I actually went to a thrift store and like shopped for items. Or no, wait. These were from a mystery box. It's all coming back to me. Okay. Scratch oh, everything. gosh. Okay. So one of my first not so mystery boxes that I bought when I just started getting into reselling, it it boasted that it had some Urban Outfitters brands. And I was like, oh, amazing. Can't wait. And I one of the one of the items was these. Urban Outfitters, the sub-brand is Staring at Stars, which I'm pretty sure is, like, not even part of Urban Outfitters anymore. It's, like, been retired. (laughs) And they are, like, are just so, like, 2012 to 2014 style. They're, like, a printed short. They kind of look like a festival short, almost, if that makes sense. They're, like, navy blue, and they have a print all over them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, a fabric, high-rise short, hot pant style, boho. But not in the not in the way that boho has transformed itself to what it is today. It's the old definition. It's, it's the like more feathers. like in your face boho. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So I saw these in this not so mystery box, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Urban Outfitters! Like for such a steal of a price, it's seriously been three years going on now. <laughs> And I actually don't really know what to do as far as an action plan for this because I, you know, sure as heck don't want to be talking about these shorts next year for the Halloween episodes. <laughs> but I've literally brought them to Play-Doh's Buffalo. I've been peddling them all over town. Nothing's working. No one wants them. It's sh- shocking that I wanted them at one point for my <laughs> starting up my new business. Um, so I think I'm going to have to just redonate them. Yeah. And honestly, they're probably going to end up in a landfill. Like, I don't think it's going to work for wherever I redonate them to. Like, nobody's probably going to be, like, <laughs> snatching them up at the thrift store. Like, finally, I've been looking for these for Maybe years. Maybe some brand new bright-eyed and bushy-tailed reseller will just come across them. Oh, maybe I should make a mystery box. No, I couldn't do that. To <sighs> no, don't do that myself. to people. I couldn't live with myself. No. It has to end with me. Well, we did learn at Poshfest during the trend talk, or like 2010s Tumblr cores coming back in style. So maybe that early 2010s boho will be just right around the corner. And everyone's going to be wanting these shorts. I can dream. Yeah, maybe. It's a possibility. (laughs) I don't know if you should hang on to them until that happens. Maybe I'll use code word Zoe Deschanel. That's what I learned. They're not really her style, though. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes if you make... I know I've had that happen with, like, items that have had a flaw that I didn't notice. And then it's, like, something I cannot fix or I tried yeah. to fix and it just is, like, not working that you just have to redonate it at some point. It's not a fun feeling, but it's better than just cluttering your house with something that it would take a miracle to... Yeah. And we're shining so. the spotlight on these items, you know, these ones that maybe were mistakes, maybe we overpaid. One thing I've heard other resellers say too is like 
if you have a reselling business, if you have like a retail business, you know, like it's a normal part of the loss that you account for every year is going to be like a big retailer investing all this money and buying all this product. And then like the trend flops, you know, and then that's a loss for the business. That's kind of the same as our sourcing mistakes on, on our smaller scale. Yeah. Same with like damages, same with like returns. It's all just part of the business. Don't get too down on yourself. Everyone makes the sourcing mistakes. Yeah. Wanting to um, share. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And like, there can be things where like, we're highlighting maybe ones that we've had a a lot of problems with where like, there can definitely be things where you come home and you're like, Oh, there's a little stain. And then you like get the stain out or you're like, Oh, that's not as awesome of a brand. It's not going to sell for 40, but it'll still sell for like 25. Like, yeah, that's happens all the time too. Isn't it? Yeah. You learn a lot about those. Yeah. You got to live and learn. It's a big learning curve when it comes to reselling. And these are just all signs to us that we are improving, that we can see now crystal clear. Maybe these six items we talked about today weren't our best choices, but hey, they got us to where we are today. Right. And I think it's important that like, I mean, you could find similar things in our closet to these, but our closet isn't just filled with these the same thing you know it's yeah, kind of yeah. learning from the mistakes and pivoting you don't have just a million white jean skirts in your closet no. <laughs> exclusive white i jean quickly skirts. learned after buying this LA. one that it was not working out <laughs> it's always the moment when you have to photograph it if you're like yeah Ooh. when you can just know you're not excited to even photograph it it's just like yeah you're like, like when i'm trying to model that sweater Awesome. Well, I hope too scary for anyone. I know it was kind of spooky talking about these undead items, but it is the Halloween series. So had to have a couple haunts in there. (laughs) Gotta have a couple haunts. We're getting, we're we're just gearing up for this. Tis the season, you know, tis the season for haunts. This is what's haunting us. For sure. We will be back next week with another spooktacular episode. For our Halloween series. Yes. And don't forget that we are still accepting reseller horror stories. We're going to do a full episode. Just sharing from you what what has gone wrong in your reselling business. What scams. What creepy things. Creepy. Like weird coincidences too. I kind of like those. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, really it could be anything, anything that just sent shivers up your spine as a reseller. Yes. You can email those to us at sisters who posh at gmail.com, or you can message us on Instagram at sisters who posh. As always, you can also send us a listener win or a question you'd like us to read on an upcoming episode as well. Definitely. And don't forget if you liked this episode, or any of our episodes, you can leave us a five-star review and a nice comment on Apple Podcasts or a five-star review on Spotify. We like love reading those and it really helps just helps our podcast grow and find other listeners. Yeah. Awesome. We'll be back next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs>